Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Good morning. Welcome into our daily spiritual practice. Come on into my home. Come sit down at my table. I'm making um, dandelion and chicory coffee this morning, or I guess blend. Um, But I use it as a coffee substitute on days where I'm like, no more coffee, no more coffee. I'd make that up for us with a little bit of vanilla and a little bit of cream. And we could sit down sit down in the dark right now, early morning, as you do when you have the kind of cards on our table, you know, it reminds me of showing up really early at a friend's house in the morning because it's been a hard night and, uh, being able to sit down at 6am or 6.30 and have a hot beverage and talk about life, which, almost always was about relationships, let's admit it, and the people in our lives and the love in our lives and the worry and things that come up around that. So um, that's kind of what I picture us doing this morning. Yesterday, we had a really thoughtful um, and deep reading on love and relationships. Um And today I think is the same. I think it's maybe just a big love week. Um, Or maybe I'm just getting back to um, naturally, there is some callback to um, coming back to the cards inside relationships. You know, we've been doing a lot on the podcast over the summer around self-work. And that's probably because one, I believe self-work is relationship work. So we can't just do relationship work. In fact, I think doing self-work has a huge impact on our relationships, um, more than relationship work. Um, Because when we learn to engage with the world in a really secure way, not just our relationships, but the world in general, um, we will just naturally apply that to our relationships as well. Uh, the more practice we get, right? Uh, the more we're doing it everywhere, the more we'll do it everywhere. Um, and I love that because it's the opposite of what you're doing in one area, you're doing in all areas, which is something I say and something I learned and something reflected to me when I was doing codependence work, um, that what I was doing, my codependent traits, what I was doing in one area, I was doing in all areas. And um, I was like, oh, no, you know, and that started to show in my work, I could start to see dependency in my work, I could start to see dependency in my body, I could start to see dependency in my traits of dependency across areas of my life. Um, So it's really beautiful to have the other side of that that says what we practice in one place, we're practicing in all places, and what we can apply to one area begins to apply to another. And so practicing things like um, stability, openness, 
being with reality, acceptance. Acceptance is one of my my biggest ways through dependency because my dependency wants to change things, um, even if it's just things I I've made up in my head. Like I think that you're thinking this, and then I try to change it. You haven't told me that's what you're thinking. I have made that up. Um, and then I, I go off and I try to change that. And so acceptance is accepting reality. And it stop, it, you can't be in acceptance and be trying to change things at the same time. I feel like that's a really important um, energy to start this reading off on because I don't often say we're one or the other, and I don't think it's that simple, but I think it can be kind of a guiding light that if we're not in acceptance, we're often trying to change things. And when we are in acceptance, we're not trying to change things. Okay, we might be going through motions of emotions, but we're not forcing, we're not in our head trying to fix trying to interpret. Um, We might be in our head thinking about it as part of our emotional experience, uh, but we're not thinking in our head, how can this change? How could I have changed? Acceptance says, this is what happened and that's all I need to know. Acceptance is, this is reality and there's no getting away from it. And for a codependent, that's a good thing. You know, it can be different contexts will, you know, elicit a different response to that statement. But as a codependent who is often trying to interpret and fix, to be with reality, to accept reality, stop fixing everything, not do anything about anything that's happening because it is all just okay, accept what is happening you know, don't push against it, don't struggle against it. That's really scary for us. But when we do it, it calms a whole bunch of traits in us, right? Because so much of our traits is about shifting reality, manipulating reality, changing how you feel about something, changing how someone feels about you, trying to change the past by thinking about it. So Lots of compassion today, lots of things on the table about, you know, being able to be with uh, the emotions that come up um, around being with what's real right now and coming back into the present and just allowing ourselves to do the feeling and none of the fixing, none of the interpreting. Uh, So let's look at our cards so I can get a little deeper into this dynamic here. Um, So we have the Six of Cups in our self-abandon. And this is a card about... um, This is a card about the past. It's about our memories or our memories of someone we're looking back at something that has happened, whether it's childhood, adolescence, our 20s, our 30s, whatever that might mean to you. Back when something used to be good. Um, and 
That's kind of where our self-abandonment is today. Um, And again, we can go down the self-abandonment route. It will still teach us a lot. Sometimes we don't have access to that choice. That's a very real thing. I know that from my own life is that feeling. um, And that really was a reality that I could not seem to choose differently. Um, And we can also accept that. Because I know that self-abandon eventually leads to a breaking point where things have to change and, you know, we have to surrender. And once the surrender happens, you know, the, the power choice tends to flood back into us. Um, so that is our self-abandonment card. Now our self-returning card is the three of swords. And this card um, is about pain. It's about absence. It's about division and rupture. And it's really just about how both the mind and the heart are hurting, you know, and they really play off each other when um, we are experiencing, you know, like I said, that, that separation, that absence, that, that rupture, whatever has happened. So those are our two cards. And I wrote down something because my intuition happens so quickly. Um, I have a, a Chiron Gemini and, um, I find that sometimes that means that my mind has such a variety of thoughts that in about two minutes, I've forgotten what I thought I've been thinking. And, um, I do it with talking too. I'll tell someone great ideas and they'll say, Oh, let me write that down. What did you say? And I'm like, Oh my goodness, I don't know. And so I have this memory lapse sometimes. And that's actually why I became a poet, um, and started writing poetry more often was to capture things that were going on in my head so that I could witness myself, um, easier because it was really hard to sit and think, um, thinking kind of gets me into issues. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that's true for you, but thinking gets me into a lot of issues. And so this was a way to witness my thoughts, witness my emotions, witness my sensations by recording them and writing. Um, and so this is what I wrote today. Very simply, we're caught in the past and hurt in the present. Caught in the past, hurt in the present. And so this is what really came through for me, looking at these cards in the placement they're at, because the Six of Cups is about um, balancing our emotions and this give and take from our past self to our present self. And it can be a really beautiful card of healing and healing the inner child and really being able to contemplate um, a new emotional experience that's different from the one you had as a child growing up in your home or growing up wherever you grew up, right? We have these childhood patterns and experiences and the Six of Cups comes in to really find some balance to recalibrate. Um, And it's the only card Um, is it the only card? It's one of the only two cards where the cup is actually full. 
and it has flowers blooming in it. Um, one of the things I looked up about this card is that the six of cups is the Scorpio sun card, Scorpio sun. And so there's a lot here that's like below the surface as Scorpio is very below the surface, but it's also about our life force, right? It's the sun. And so, um, it's, this card with the sun in Scorpio really denotes that we use our life force to go deep into ourselves, into our mental health, into um, our subconscious, our unconscious. We look at our motivations. We look at our childhood. You know, we're doing all of that almost psychoanalysis work. Um, I would say Scorpio more than anybody is psychoanalysis, um, rather than say, um, coaching or like a healing therapeutic experience. It is why is this happening? That's the energy and it's putting our life force when it's sun, putting our life force towards analyzing. So even just saying that I know you already can start to imagine what self-abandon would be like when we are, as I said, um, what did I see? What did I say? I have to go back caught in the past. This is the caught in the past moment. And so we might be looking at the past with this upright. I'm wondering if we're looking at the past through some sort of really skewed, um, far removed rose color glasses. So the idea here is you're looking at the past, but it's been so long, you start to remember the good parts. And you start to get caught up in the good parts. And you sort of forget that actually, in that experience, you couldn't actually experience the good parts because all of these other things were also going on. You know, it's like people who reminisce about high school and just block out all the um, <laughs> traumatic experiences, hormones, um, meltdowns that we have as teenagers, right? Um, and we go, oh, what a wonderful time. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't have rose colored glasses about high school but I do about past relationships. You know, I do about some of these past experiences. And so caught in the past, whether that something has come up, or you just find your mind and your heart looking at things. Um, or last option for you would be you're trying to analyze what happened. You know, something, something snapped you back to the past. And you find yourself pondering, what happened there? What was that? What could I have done? Why did I do that? Why did they do this? Right? Again, that psychoanalysis, trying to figure out people's motivation who are in your past. I need a little sip there. And... I want to say that this is just such a normal experience. I mean, I think if I actually recorded how many times this would happen for me, 
you know, in the span of a week or a month, it would, it would be quite surprising because we do, we, we, some, something jogs our memory or, you know, we see someone cross our feed or on, online, um, or we have an experience with a current partner that reminds us of a past one. And we start going down memory lane in our heads our old emotions start coming up and we start kind of playing them out. A little bit about this, if you end up down this route, the child in this card, and again, I always use the Rider Waite Smith, just so if you ever want to look these up, it's always going to be some of the first ones you see. Um, the Rider Waite Smith, the child who is... I think about to kind of take one of the cups of flowers has gloves on and it seems a little like maybe it's not that cold. And I always think with her gloves, it's like using kid gloves, right? Carry things with kid gloves. And so this is just a reminder that this is tender to be very careful how you hold past things, to be very gentle with yourself, very gentle about the situation and carry it with a barrier between you and it, right? It, it's kind of like putting on an oven mitt to take something out of the oven. It's exactly what we're doing when we're going into the past. If we open that door to the past reach in and pull out something and we don't have a sense of a barrier and and an energetic boundary between where we are now and that past we're gonna get burned and that's gonna be us that's gonna be us doing it because nobody else is there with us when we're doing it right we're often sitting at home sitting in bed sitting on the couch pondering these things driving thinking about it no one else is actually with you no one else has actually done anything but it's because we we weren't handling things really tenderly um, so if you're caught in the past, if that's where you are today in the self-abandon, then this is about, you know, putting on those oven mitts, putting on those gloves and being extremely cautious with how you handle this experience, how you handle the emotions and really how much you'd even decide to hold, you know, if it's in the past, can we accept reality that it's no longer our present? It doesn't mean we won't have emotions. It absolutely means we'll have emotions. It means that there's absolutely nothing for us to do, fix, or even reminisce on, right? Um, there, And a lot of us love to imagine in our head how we would fix things now, and that's not being in reality. So even your head has to try to be as present as possible. Um, even if you have a lot of emotions about the past coming up today. Now with the three of swords, this is the hurt in the present. And so one of the things I'll say before I kind of engage with this card for you 
in self-returning, right? This is how we can come back to ourselves and our center um, is to focus on the present pain, what's happening right now, um, is that sometimes we have a pattern that when things are painful, when we're experiencing ruptures and relationship things, separations, ruptures, um, all, all of those words, pain, aggravation, hurt. When we're experiencing those things, sometimes we can deflect our current emotions. Um, and uh, what is the word? It's on the tip of my tongue. Distract ourselves, right? Divert ourselves by considering things in the past, right? It's like, well, I don't want to feel this current pain, this current hurt that's present for me right now in my reality. It's much easier to continue to go over past pain. You know, at least I know that pain. At least I've been there before right? Because current pain, present pain, often there is um, an uncertainty attached to it. We don't know what will happen about this pain yet. We already know what happened with past pain, right? There's very little chance that anything's going to change from that past experience. So again, right? Caught in the past, hurt in the present. And so how we can return is we can allow ourselves to be present with with the current rupture, with the current pain, with anything that's both on, like in our thoughts and in our heart. They're really taking up a lot of space in us right now, this experience. You know, this is a card that is a heart with three swords in it, and it's got um, a storm behind it, right? This is actually air energy. This is. Um, of all things, this is a Libra Saturn card. And it's about the restrictions happening in our relationships and the boundaries needed in our relationships. And possibly um, this might be your choices, might not, right? There's um, some sort of restriction that's happening with Saturn. And it's saying, you know, you don't have access to this. Or there's a barrier or a boundary um, that's happening around maybe a current relationship. And it's really important to understand that both our head and our heart will be hurt in this. And so it's really, um, it's so normal to divert your thoughts or distract your heart with past things. But there's a real call and a real chance to be with yourself as you are today. It's so important to take care of that inner child. But you know who's more important to take care of? You right now, today, in this moment. We talk so much about inner child work that we don't talk about present adult work. That says... I am here and I'm going through this and me as an adult going through this today, right now, I need a heck of a lot of care. I need a heck of a lot of grief. I need a heck of a lot of rest. You know, that part of you 
that I think some people call inner child, and I'm saying that because the six of cups can be inner child work. Sometimes that lets us disassociate from what our current adult is feeling. The truth is children and adults have very similar emotions. Adults just have the capacity to understand more of what's happening in reality. And a child often doesn't. And a child is more attached to safety because they don't have access to safety themselves and the capability to offer that to themselves. An adult does. And so I really want you to consider that inner child work is also current adult work. You are a current adult. You might be experiencing hurt today from your relationship. Maybe something was said. Maybe something's occurring. Maybe there's a breakup or a separation happening. Maybe there's just really challenging times that you're trying to get through. Maybe it it's not a relationship with a lover. Maybe it's a, a friend or um, a parent or somebody else, you know, but it whatever it is, it hurt. It hurt your heart and you can't get it off your mind. I would offer something I learned uh, from a coach, Madison Morgan and um, Vavra Roshna. She said, um, what is the most tender thing I can do next? You know, and that has always stuck with me because tender is not how I roll. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm a fire sign. Um, I love to blast out of the gate. I also have a lot of Scorpio, which I know is not fire sign, but I always think like Scorpio is a little bit of the like adopted fire sign (laughs) because they are not, not quite the same as Pisces cancer energy. I tell you that. Um, but, um, being tender is uh, a revolution and being tender with yourself today as you are is a revolution for your own self-care that even, you know, sometimes we have to put aside all the psychological um, ways of looking at things. And I hate saying that because I love that stuff, but sometimes that's what the healing of being in reality is all about. I don't need to look at this as if it's my inner child. I don't need to look at this as if it's any of these things. Not that that's not worthy work. We That work really helps us. And I know for me, looking at myself like I had an inner child when I started my healing was really the only capacity I had. Now I see myself as I am and I treat myself and care for myself both as I would a child and an adult at the same time, meaning, you know, I don't pity myself because I'm an adult and I make my own decisions, but I'm also really tender and caring about myself. Uh, There's this, you know, medium of maturity and emotional maturity of being in reality and yet staying tender, staying courageous um, with with being able to stay present in your current pain. And so some of you may be ready, may have capacity, um, and may even have the ability to choose 
Or maybe you'll just do some practices that will help you because today we want to stay in our present reality. It feels harder, right? To be with the pain we're experiencing right now. But I will say that sometimes it's the pain we experience right now that actually ends up healing the past things that we've been holding on to. You know, we think if we just think about the past enough, if we just try to process through the past enough, we'll heal it. And I think that that can be true. But I've also experienced what it's like to finally let myself feel current relational pain. And that somehow letting myself do that, it heals all the experiences before that that were similar. For instance, I had a huge rupture with a friend who has decided to not speak with me. Um, And that's been really hard because you know if you've been really close to someone, they're that person you go to for everything. Um, You know, you've had fun, you have had closeness, you've had tears together, you've been there for one another, that to have a rupture and not one per, you know, not having everyone on board with repair, that's really hard. It's really hard. And so when I found myself finally accepting that reality, which I had to do before I grieved, right, I couldn't grieve to the amount I needed to until I accepted that this loss was a loss until I accepted that this pain in the three of swords was actually happening right now. Um, and then just literally just crying about it, letting myself shake with it, you know, being upset by it. What I found was there was one or two friendships in the past that had also not happen the same way, but just similar that, you know, tried to repair, couldn't repair separation and no longer in contact. And what I found from grieving the current one was that all the other ones that were similar seemed to soften. And I realized I could heal my past by processing my, my present and that didn't mean I didn't have to go back, you know, and it doesn't mean that we we can't clear the air. We should clean up any messes if we can. Sometimes we can't. Um, it was just that that emotional process seemed to seemed to really be a balm for all my past things that were similar. And so if you're going through something right now, whether it be with a parent Um, or a friend or someone you're dating or someone you're in a serious relationship or a marriage with, even if it's one of your children, then, and you find yourself thinking about past things or getting caught up in past things, then I think the cards are telling us today, you know, accept and be with what is here right now go through that grief, go through processing that pain, allow yourself to, to do that work, whatever way your relationships with that person is restricted right now. 
and grieve it. Let yourself grieve it. Just cry it out. Um, that's my favorite way. Uh, you might do something different, but it's what is coming out naturally from your body. Just let it happen. Um, might be screaming, who knows, but that there's something in that, that every time we let ourselves do that in the present, it heals so much of the past. And it heals very similar things because it's like we're grieving them all at once, finally. Um, So that is our cards today. And um, just, again, so much love this week because it seems like there's a lot of tender relationship stuff going on. And I'm going to really sit and contemplate what this means for me. Uh, For me, this feels very intrinsically personal um, in the sense that it feels like it's about me and my relationship to me versus any of the relationships I'm really having with others. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive in there. So, um, I hope this was, uh, I I hope this met you where you were at today. That's really all I can say. I don't know what you'll do. Um, I don't know what I'll do. Um, and I don't know what will come from all this, but, I hope this really met you where you needed it today and you heard something that was for you. Um, Re-listen if you need um, some bolstering around this and just know that you're definitely not alone in feeling this way Um, and to make sure you reach out to somebody you are currently in, you know, a good spot with and just ask for support, ask for a listening ear. That can be really helpful. Um, and, uh, let yourself grieve, whatever that looks like. All right. Sending you so much love today. I care about you. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennadale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. So you can join me again tomorrow. See you then. Thank you.